0: But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Can't say that enough. Uh, It's such a great greeting and response and again, a blessed uh, Christmas to all of you. And again, thank you for being here. Special thank you to all of our volunteers uh, over the last five services who have uh, volunteered their time um, musically, uh, ushers in our tech booth, um, uh, greeters, communion assistants, uh, you name it. Um, Thank you so much for uh, making Christmas Eve worship possible here at Alia. We've had uh, 2,000 people come through our doors, and it's been just an incredible opportunity. You know that last carol we just sang? Um, I just wanted to make mention, this has nothing to do with the message at all, but I've watched people sing from the front that carol, uh, Away in a Manger, and it's, there's something about that carol, uh, no matter what your age is, uh, I can see that, that child coming out in all of you. I can see what that song does. It connects with a lot of us at this profound level. Maybe it takes us back to our church school days. Maybe um, it's just a song that's uh, very special to us. But it's just a privilege to be up top here and look out and watch you sing that great carol. There's something about this story. There's something about the Christmas gospel that draws us in. And God's light shines this night. It's, uh, it's a holy night, it's a holy moment because when God's heaven unites with God's earth and there is a celebration, it's a holy moment. This story, this story of light goes back to the very beginning of our Bibles in Genesis, the very first chapter. In the creation story, the very first words out of God's mouth are, let there be light. Let there be light. And he separates the light from the darkness. It's an incredible moment in creation. God spoke it into being. God's light shines. You know, The story from creation has been embraced and adopted by other storytellers. I'm going to let you in on a little movie franchise you probably never heard of. It's called Star Wars. This little franchise that's been running for over four decades. Have you seen any Star Wars movie? At least one. Raise your hand right now. All right. Yeah. This has been going on... Since 1977, when the fourth movie came out first, go figure. Um, In fact, when the first movie came out, I was in the sixth grade. Thank you. you. See this uh, lead female character on the left here? I personally feel she's brought a ray of sunshine to the series. People who haven't seen the last couple movies are like, what just happened? Have someone explain it to you. Who knows what that's all about? Yeah. And I will do a spoiler alert right now. Um, There's an odd scene in this latest release where the Wookiee is making taffy, but his friends think it's a bit chewy. All right, that's all I got. Those are the three... Oh, don't humor me. Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. But, all kidding aside, this is an epic, epic story where good battles evil. Every poster that's come out since 1977 portrays the battle of good versus evil. The supernatural battle with the force where the good the, the good ones we're cheering for are battling evil. The Empire, the First Order, you know, the whole thing is going on, and there's this incredible battle. The lightsaber, Darth Vader, translation, Dark Father, the black outfit, the helmet that takes us back to to World War days and imagery. It's haunting. That epic tale continues throughout the generations of light. Versus darkness. George Lucas would say in one interview with his Christian Methodist background that the force was connected to Christian faith, to faith and believing in something beyond yourself. And isn't that what the gospel of Christmas Eve is all about? Believing in something beyond yourself. A force, a light, power. This is the season of lights. How many of you in past years have traveled around to look at all the homes with with light displays? Raise your hand if you've ever done that. Look around. Everyone's done that almost. Here's Here's one I found online. What do you think of that one? Or let's take a look at this next one. And how about this one? I personally like what this person did. I'm just saying if this happens next door at our house, I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to steal this one. I'm going to put ditto with an arrow, and it's going to be awesome. So you can drive by and honk. We'll have hot chocolate ready for you. Come on over. The Christmas lights, their power, their beauty, their light is best in the darkness. Who drives around in the daylight to look at the Christmas lights on homes? Scripture says the light of God shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. Lights have their roots in the Christian background at least to the 17th century in Germany where Christmas tree lights were real candles lit and stuck on real trees indoors. They did this with pins or they did it by melting wax on the branches and then lighting the candle and having the candle stick on the the melted wax before it hardened and then they'd light them And the the tradition is, the very beginning of it all, with Christmas lights, was to, to remind them that Jesus is the light of the world. Now, I don't think this is the brightest idea. This is probably in the same gene pool that would come along generations later and develop the station wagon car seat that faces backwards in the back. And for my generation, that wonderful game for kids called lawn jarts. But all kidding aside, a reminder that Jesus is the light of the world. And that's where the Christmas light had its beginning. You see, this story is an epic tale. But make no mistake about it. In Luke's Gospel, never does it say, once upon a time, in a galaxy far, far away. He says exactly when it takes place, where it takes place in human history. And there are shepherds out in their field. They're keeping watch over their flock at night. They're just doing their job. They didn't ask God's messenger to show up. They had no motive to have a messenger of God show up and make a big stink about it in town. They were just doing their job at night. But we read in Luke chapter 2, let's put that up there. And an angel or a messenger of the Lord appeared to them, the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. Now, glory of the Lord. Everyone say glory of the Lord. This is a Bible phrase, whether Old Testament or new, which means God showed up and it's awesome and it's bright and it's loud and it's impressive and it's powerful. So when the angel showed up, the glory of the Lord shone all around the shepherds. So God's glory was shining all around the shepherds. Picture this. And they were really afraid and wouldn't you be And the first thing the messenger said to them is, don't be afraid. I have good news for you. I have good news for you of great joy. For you, for you, shepherds, not kings and princes and queens, not the religious leaders of the day, sort of the social outcasts keeping their flock together at night outside of Bethlehem that night, to you, God could have sent the messenger to anyone, to you. I have good news of great joy for you and all the people. All the people. Unto you is born this day in that town right over there a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And you're going to find this little baby. He'll be wrapped in straps of cloth, real tight. And his parents, his mother, has laid him in a manger, a feeding trough in a barn. Now, it gets better. In Luke 2.14, now a heavenly host shows up. What's the heavenly host? Well, it's an army. It's a multitude of God's messengers. It's a multitude of God's angels. There's this incredible army now showing up. First the messenger came and brought the message himself. And then now there's this incredible army. And they say together, they shout, they praise God in that moment, glory to God in the highest. Everyone say glory to God in the highest. Say that. That's the message. Can you picture this? And on on earth, peace, goodwill to those whom God favors. What happened? Well, the messenger came, and the glory of the Lord shone all around the shepherds, but then it, it just got even better. Heaven revealed itself to them. And there was praise and worship. Heaven united with earth, and it was a holy moment. So, what happens? The shepherds go to town, look for the baby they've been told about, and they find Mary and Joseph and the baby, and the baby's lying in a manger just as God's messenger said he would be. What are you seeking out this Christmas? What are you looking for this Christmas? Grandparent asked little Tommy after all the presents were open and said, Tommy, um, did you get everything uh, you were looking for this Christmas? And he said, nah, that's okay. It's not my birthday. Think about that one. What are you looking for? What drew you in here tonight? You see, this story draws us. There's something happening. The Bible says God's word is living and active. Paul will write later in one of his New Testament letters that faith comes by hearing. Something is happening this holy night, this holy moment. And the shepherds went and found The baby Jesus. They had a choice. They were in the fields, in the dark. The glory of the Lord was all around them and they could have left it at that. They saw the heavenly host praising God. They could have just left it at that. They went away, the scripture says, back into heaven and the shepherds could have looked at each other and went, that was weird. Well, back to shepherding. But they didn't. He we went to find the Savior, promised to them and all people, the good news of great joy. You see, this is a message. This is a light that changes us. It changed the shepherds. It changed the shepherds because we read now in, near the end of our Christmas gospel in Luke 2 verse 20 that the shepherds returned, but what did they do Returning. They were now glorifying and praising God. They were now the ones doing the praising. They were the ones doing the glorifying. Do you see the shift that took place in this text tonight from Scripture? First, the messenger from God comes with that glory. It's wrapped around the message from God of good news, of great joy. And then the heavenly host joins in on the celebrating. And then the shepherds are like, we got to check this out. And they go to town. And they find him. And now they're the ones, they're the source and the tale of, of Scripture. They're the ones now in this gospel news, this good news of Christmas Eve. They're the ones doing the glorifying. You see, that's what the light of Christ does. God's glory is all around us this Christmas Eve. It's a holy night, but oh, let's not leave it there. Let's take it in. Let's breathe that in. Let's open our hearts and our minds and our souls to the love of God in Christ. There is an amazing story going on, and it's a story about how much God loves you. And it will change you from the inside out. Sometimes, um, not often, I'll be honest, but sometimes a commercial gets it right. A commercial can Talk about how we can share love, share light with those around us. Let's take a look at this short commercial from about four Christmases ago. You might have seen this.
1: This is my wish, my wish for the world That peace would find its way to every boy and girl this is the time, the time for harmony Let love be the song that everybody sings Fill the air with joyful noise Ring the bells and raise your voice Let there be peace on earth Let there be peace on earth
0: Fill the air with joyful noise. Let there be peace on the earth. That's what this night is about. And as you hold your candle in a few moments later on in our worship service, may the light of Christ surround you in this place. May the glory of the Lord glow all around you. But in that moment, as we sing that carol, May you also join the heavenly chorus and sing your praises from the depth of your heart. And may you come to know a God who loves you this night in Jesus. And then, may you leave here changed by that light. May you go out of here and share the light you have with someone else with someone in a dark place. The scriptures never say there is no darkness. The scriptures never say if you become a Christ follower, everything in your life will be perfect. But it does say in the darkness, the light shines and the darkness cannot overcome it. That light is Jesus Christ. and He's calling you to faith on this Christmas Eve. And if we let God's glory wrap around the gospel message tonight, the good news of great joy for all the people that a Savior is born, and we take that into the very depths of our being, and then we leave here changed, then in the very depths of our souls, we know that all is well. Even in the dark places, even in the trials of life, we have a God who loves us still through a son, who promises us forgiveness, who promises us grace and hope, who promises us this night that by faith all is well. Let's pray. Gracious God, this is a holy night. A night where heaven joins earth in worship and praise. Lord, may we receive that light. The light of your Son. May we embrace him as Lord and Savior tonight. May we be changed. And may we be ever mindful of the world around us struggling in darkness. To be the light of Christ in those dark places. Lord, in the depths of our souls this night, may you whisper to us and may we whisper back, all is well. In Jesus' name we pray and we all said together, amen.